Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 120. The smallest number to appear six times in Pascal's Triangle episode. A little bit of math for you there. Uh, I'm Trey, joined as always by Cam and Dylan. Tucker forgot how to read. Didn't read our group chat. Couldn't figure out that uh, we were recording tonight. So he'll be joining us later. Um, how are we doing, boys? Good. In honor of Tucker, living the dream. Living the dream. Uh, recording. I'm recording in a new location. I'm in my living room watching the Celtics right now. So um, we'll, we'll test that out. But um, I like just, the sound. The acoustic is nice. Is it good? Yeah, it's a little more echoey. Um, winners and losers. Um, Tucker, loser. Like I said, can't read. Um, me, loser. Kyrie scored 30 in game one. Uh, he is kind of crapping himself right now in game two, but the Celtics are getting smoked, so not going to talk about that too much. And uh, But winner for me also on that same coin is that he blew it on that last possession on offense. Crowd got to him, tried to take himself, forced a double team, and on deep three from Durant, blew the game. Um, anybody else got winners and losers before we go to the poll? Think of anything. Reds are dead last in the MLB. Oh, yeah, that's that's good. Good. Panthers looking good. That's always my winner for the week. Panthers are unbelievable. I think Al Horford shot a three. It was a complete air ball. Some big guy under the basket caught it and slammed it home. That's cool. Okay. Um, so give him an assist. Uh, in terms of our poll, our winner is Cameron for his take about... The dynasty era ending. I like that take. It's a good, good take, Cam. I'm going to stamp my seal of approval on that one for winning. Um, loser was Tucker, but points stand at me with seven. Dylan and Cam now tied with four. And Tucker bringing up the rear with two, per usual. Um, all right, wasted takes. I've got a wasted take um, that I can lead off with, if that's all right with you gentlemen. Go ahead, go ahead. So we all know, we all heard the news. Another big name wide receiver trying to trying to change teams, Debo Samuel, is um, requesting a trade from the 49ers. Now the 49ers have said they have no intention of trading him. We'll see what happens um, as time moves on. But Debo has said the reason he's kind of upset. It's not super duper about money. Yes, there's money involved, as there always is. They're not. You know, he wants to be the highest paid non... Uh, I saw a report that said he wants to be the highest paid non-quarterback. I also saw a report that said it was that wasn't the case. Um, it also came down to his usage. Uh, he's been known to be like kind of a running back wide receiver hybrid, which I think is awesome. I don't know why he doesn't want to do that. Um, I think that's super dynamic to have in an offense. If anything, that's going to make you more money. But who am I to judge? Um, I think that's part of it. I think another part of it is... Frustration with the quarterback. I think he's looking around the team and he's like, okay, I've got Jimmy who's, you know, kind of okay. Like I built a rapport with him, but they're trying to get rid of Jimmy right now. And we're going to go to Trey Lance. Now who would know how good Trey Lance is better than Debo Samuel? Probably not a lot of people. He's the one catching balls from in practice. He's seeing what he's got. He had a whole year to watch what this kid could do. And I think he thinks he stinks. So this isn't really a Debo take. It's a Trey Lance take. Trey Lance will not start more 
than 16 games in his NFL career. He is going to come in either this year or next year, take over as a starter, stink it up, not get re-signed on his rookie deal, and end up being a backup somewhere before he's out of the league by 2026. So uh, I think this Debo thing is a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a referendum on Trey Lance, not really loving where the quarterback position is going. Maybe he wants to go play with a with a good quarterback, um, or or somebody that he thinks is going to end up as a good quarterback, and he doesn't think Trey Lance is. So that's the reason Debo's leaving. Um, Trey Lance stinks out loud, very very bad. Uh, will only play only start 16 games or less. In his career, actually 17. I forgot they changed the number of games. 17 games or less in his career. Cameron, what do you think? I actually like where you went with this. Um, I think that's definitely a possibility. You're right. If anyone's going to know whether he's a good quarterback or not, it's going to be Debo. If the, the thing is where your take might be nullified is if he gets traded to somebody like the Jets. And it's like, okay, there's no way you left Trey Lance because he was that bad that he wanted to go to Zach Wilson. Well, maybe. Um, I mean, Zach Wilson, that, maybe maybe he saw something he liked in Zach yeah. Wilson. But you think he's going to take a chance at somebody watching TV like the rest of the league? Um, I'd say if he goes to somebody that's, you know, a good quarterback, um, completely different story. But where I also disagree is that Debo doesn't really necessarily need a good quarterback for the way he plays. Um, I think that he runs the ball a lot. He throws the ball sometimes, and when he catches the ball, he does a lot after he does catch it. Um, so I don't think he necessarily needs a good quarterback. So I'll disagree with this um, just because I I think that the reasoning behind wanting to go somewhere else when you still do have Jimmy G and you played your best under Jimmy G, um, then again, maybe he knows something we don't. But I'm going to go ahead and say that that's not the reason he gets traded. And Trey Lance will play more than that. Uh, Dylan, what do you think? Um, <clears throat> yeah, so you, you think that Debo Debo's wants to leave because he's he wishes he had Jimmy? Or just the fact that he thinks that Lance is going to step? It's kind of, it's not, it's, it's not either. It's, um... A combination of I don't think he wants Jimmy necessarily. I think he would prefer Jimmy. He's seen how bad Lance is. He would prefer Jimmy to Lance, but it's the better of two evils. He would rather have neither. He'd rather go try with somebody new that's young, like a Zach Wilson. You know, like a I don't know where else is he rumored. I guess you could say New England, but uh, like um like like one of those guys, like somebody who who he he thinks. I don't know why it would be Zach Wilson, but it's not like he's choosing where he's going. But he wants to get out, go somewhere, and then he'll if he goes to someone like the Jets and he doesn't want to play there, in a year he'll go into free agency and find someone else. Um, he, or he'll want he'll get traded to a team like the Colts that have a proven quarterback there. Um, so or the the Packers who have a proven quarterback. So it's him just wanting. He's refu- He's like. He sees that Trey Lance is the next guy, and he doesn't want that to affect him next year, so he wants out. That's basically the take, and that because Trey Lance is stinky poo poo. Now, um, I can get behind that. I think it's reasonable to think that you know your top um, wideout would want to ship out to somewhere new, given 
new organization. So I hear you. I, I think I think that's a good take. Um, where do you think of the landing spot though? Well, right now I don't. You can't control any of it. It's who's going to give up assets. Um, I right. think I personally. I mean, I'll get, get it, we can get into it more later, but my front runner is the Jets, and I'll get into that when we cover it. Um, but there's a bunch of teams that have been in. Tucker just sent a tweet that said the Patriots and Jets have both made significant numbers. Uh, I mean, uh, offers, but this guy is a nobody. He has 5,000 followers, so I'm not going to choose to believe that. Um, so... Uh, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't really have a say right now, but he is... All he has to do is he's clearly upset at the situation. They're not listening to him. He goes somewhere else, plays for a year, and then he's a free agent. And he can go wherever he wants, or he gets traded to someone he likes, like say Green Bay, and he can sign there and stay there for a significant amount of time. We'll have to see how it plays out. But he doesn't want to play with Trey Lance is the biggest thing. He hates Trey Lance. Sounds like it. Um, okay, so I'll go because camps that just stepped out. Um, the other day, we had a new record uh, in baseball. We had the lowest attendance for a game. Uh, the Oakland A's had a staggering 3,749 fans at the game uh, a couple nights ago. Against the Orioles, um, actually, that might—that's just the lowest crowd count for the Coliseum since 1980. So sorry, not the lowest ever in MLB game, but that's the lowest for the A's. Um, now the A's have tried to open a stadium, and I had a take earlier this year about A's uh, coming back. But going to Montreal. Yeah. So this is a diff- little bit of a different take. Um, the Oakland A's are going to win the division this year, and they're going to have the lowest fan count ever of a team that wins the division. That's a take. They have to beat Astros, Mariners, Rangers, Angels to win the division. Aren't the A's bad? They're not very good. Okay, well. But they can get streaky because of this. They have a tremendous ability to scout and get young guys. They're basically the farm system for every other team. We already know that, the money ball and everything. It still hasn't changed. Um, so they do have some young guys that are very promising. Um so yeah, they're gonna have nobody goes to that field anymore. It, it literally has sewage backups. There's poop in the stadium, leaking from ceilings, and um, yeah, no one wants to go to the field. So and the A's are winning the division with an average fan count of ten thousand. Well, I like Plus, the the, the uh, lowest average attendance because it, outside of Tropicana, I can't think of a worse place. Um, but I don't know. I like I don't know enough about that division. Like, are the Mariners any good? How are the Astros? No, the Astros okay. have lost They're, a bunch of guys, yeah. right? The Astros are getting worse. 
The Rangers are one of the worst teams in baseball. The Mariners are not great. It's just the Angels. I'm going to take the, the Mariners to win the division because I'm I've seen some some hype on Twitter. So I'm going to go with the Mariners to win the division, but I do like the attendance totals. Cam, are you back? I'm back. I heard the Athletics are going to win the division with the lowest fa- average fan attendance. Is that right? Yes. Okay. I haven't looked at any of the stats, any of the, the rankings in the division. So I'm coming in clean slate here. And I love it. Um, I think that they don't need the fans to, to win baseball games. The only thing I disagree with is I do want them to move. So I think no fans and losing would mean that they're probably more likely to uh, move. But that aside, I think that stick it to the man type uh, mentality would mean that um, athletics win this with with no fans there. And maybe they, they prove to the owners and whatever that they don't need to move to win. They don't need fans to win. They're going to do it, so they're going to do it. I still think they're going to move, no matter how they do. By the way, I just think they they've had they've been at odds with the city so much that I just think they're going to move anyway. All right. Uh, well, I think that honestly, I think they're going to move to Las Vegas. I think they're going to Vegas, like for sure. Um, Cam, yeah, you got to lock in that. Cam, got a take for us? I do, I do. It's also um, Debo Samuel-esque. A little Debo sandwich and waste of takes? I guess so, yeah, because we did Dylan's first, so that makes sense. Um, I'm going a little bit different route. It's not geared to Trey Lance at all, but here's my thing with Debo, and I mentioned it a little bit is I think Devo wants out mostly because of the money. He did have a big year. He deserves a big contract. Um, That being said, I think he will leave. And no matter where he goes, I think that it's going to be a worse year for Devo. He's not going to be a top 15 wide receiver flex, whatever you want to call it, next year. And the reason is because the offensive mindset behind Debo's success just left for my Maybe that's the reason he wants to get out. He doesn't like the next guy coming in. I think that's a big thing. Um, but I don't, I also don't think they can replicate it. I, I can't think of a team that he could go to where they could make the same thing happen. Um, strong O-line, versatile you know, backfield, and I just think he's going to leave, and when he does leave, he's going to have a down year, and he's not going to be a top 15 wide receiver. You're very um, pessimistic about guys this year. I feel like all your takes are, this guy won't be this, this guy won't be that. Um, well, he can't really go up. <laughs> I, I, I agree that it's not going to be the same no matter where he goes, because McCarthy was the dude. Um, I still think he's talented enough. I mean, I'm going to agree with you here because I don't think he's going to end up going to a team that's like a stud, right? He's going to go to the Jets, 
you know, or or someone of that effect. Maybe I can see him doing well on the Colts, but I think no matter where he goes, there will be a downturn just because of that factor. So I'll go ahead and agree with you. He will not be a top 15 wide receiver next year. The Colts is a good team, actually. That's a good progression. I could see that being a, a decent fit for him. The Colts would be such a good fit. Welcome, Tucker. Well, hey. Um, yeah, I think he'd be a stud on the Colts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he had one really good year and is kind of already – he's a diva, is what I think. I'm demanding a trade after your first good season in the NFL, like your first really good season in the NFL. Steven Wu, hate it. I mean, he's been good every year, but last year was like... But no, this was like his year. Like yeah. This is the year where he's like, oh, I'm going to get big money. And he immediately demands a trade. Hate it. Do you think he's going to be a top 15 pick? I mean, uh, receiver? Um, it depends where he goes. Goes to the Jets, absolutely not. If he goes to the Colts, maybe. What if he goes to the Patriots? Patriots, absolutely. Probably top five. Dylan, what do you think? Um, <laughs> I think you guys might be getting a little uh, uh, diva. Like t- Tucker's talking about divas, and I don't know. I think we're going the other way. Um, I think he's going to be good wherever he goes. I think he's going to go to a better team um, and have a standout year. We saw this with Odell last year. I think if you put Debo on a team, a good team, um, better than uh, Jimmy G, that he's going to excel. So I'm going to say um, I'm going to say it's a better year than he did uh, his highlight year was it last year and. Um, you guys are all going to be groveling at my feet. If he comes to New England, I hope that's the case. Uh, Tucker, the takes you missed. Uh, my take was that Debo wants out because Trey Lance is really bad and he'll never start more than 17 games in the league. And Dylan's take was the Athletics will win their division with the lowest um, attendance in the league at 10,000 average. The Athletics will win the division with under 10,000. And then is Cam still knock on? Cam just went. That was Cam's take. Top 15. Oh, won't be top so 15. Was, oh we went double Debo. Two Debos. Oh, I love to see it. Well, did we all make predictions on where he's going? Not yet. We have a segment on him, so... Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Absolutely. Well, does that mean it's my turn and I'm just stalling for time right now? Yes. Did you want to react to Dylan or I's take? Yeah, so uh, Trey Lance being a bum, I mean, I kind of am curious if he is just because of the fact that, um, sorry, just because they're like, if why are they offering him all this money and he's just saying no? Like, because they're trying to pay him from everything I've read. They're, like, trying to give him a lot of money, and he's like, no, thank you. I don't, like, he lives in California, you know? Like, San Francisco's a nice area. It's warm. It's all that. So it's not about location. Um, I don't know what it could be about. 
other than the fact that he doesn't believe that they have the talent around him to maximize his potential. And maybe he just was a huge Mike McDaniels fan. I don't know. But I got no idea other than the fact that he isn't believing that quarterback. And you, I mean, they haven't traded Jimmy G. You know, like, I, if they were ready, like, to get rid of Jimmy G right now because they believe in Trey Lance, he'd be gone. Because yeah. there's plenty of teams that would have taken him. So I just don't know. Um, what about Dylan's take? Any any thoughts on that one? Dylan's on the athletics. Um, sure. Uh, I don't have much to say about it. Other than, okay, I don't really know anything about the athletics uh, season or their fan base, but yeah, I just know they're not. This stemmed from uh, like two nights ago, they had the lowest attendance at their stadium since 1980, and it was 3,500 people. Wow, that'd be fun. I want to go to a 3,500 people. And they're they're tied for first in the conference division right now, and we're just barely into the season. But Celtics yeah, tie it up. Know, I don't want to go to baseball in like right now, especially in Oakland. Like you're in the home of the Warriors. Like you think anyone there is thinking about baseball right now? I yeah, don't. No. Um, my take. Everyone's been watching probably the best series that there is is the Grizzlies-Timberwolves series, other than the, obviously other than the Celtics-Nets. I think whatever team wins this goes on a run. And I think it's, I got a good feeling about the the Timberwolves winning it. I think these are two teams that are super passionate. You know, these are two teams that are going at it constantly. They just, they are all in. And I'm trying, I don't know who they play in the next round. I think it's the... Jazz Mavericks winner. I think whoever wins this wins the next round, and I think that's a hot take because both of them would be like not favored in any matchup. But they're just such passionate teams that I think they make it to the Western Conference Finals. Whoever wins this series. Um, I don't know enough about the teams. I just I go? Uh, yeah, yeah. I go. go ahead, Cam. Um, so I, I don't necessarily dis, well, how do I want to put this? Okay. So going into the next round, they would be playing the winner of shit. Golden State Dallas, God damn it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just lost. Yeah. So no, I think that actually helps your take because at first I was going to say that's pretty soft because this is our two seed. They're expected to win, but obviously it's the Warriors um, and the way that they're playing. They're not going to be favored, and the Warriors, I'm pretty sure, are going to do what they are not not Golden State Dallas, Golden State uh, Denver. Um, I think they'll have their way with with Denver the rest of the way. So I don't think it's a bad take in the sense that it's soft. I think it's not taking the sense that the Warriors are just going to demolish everyone they play I, in the West. I just love even, the Timberwolves Grizzly series right now. I love the passion. Like this is no, me too. And I just think like this is a team that like it's got a bit like both of these teams they win this series got a little bit of a team of destiny vibes. Like the Grizzlies, the 
not supposed to be here, like, two seeds. Like, everyone's like, oh, they're the two seed, but, like, look past them. Like, no one is considering them a contender. And then you got the Timberwolves that are just high energy, like, in-your-face, let's-go kind of team. This is the type of teams that I would expect. Like, if anyone's going to get a huge upset, it's one of those teams. Um, these teams to me are the same. They're just like middle tier NBA teams, with boring colors and boring unis, um, at a boring place. Yeah, but their play style isn't boring at all. Like you're yeah. talking John Morant, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Patrick Beverly, D'Angelo Russell. Like these are exciting dudes. I'm I've been, team. I've been high on the Grizzlies for, for a while. Um, I don't believe in the Timberwolves. Um, so I'll say if the Grizzlies do, then yes. If the Timberwolves do, then no. I'll, I'll uh, mediate my take. Um, Dylan, any thoughts on basketball? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on this one. I really don't know enough to be honest. Um, I, <clears throat> I will say I watched the Celtics game uh, two days ago. I'm watching the game right now. This is the most NBA I've watched in a long time. Well, let's get into it then. Let's get into the game that everybody was talking about uh, this week, the Celtics-Nets game one. Had a did lot you name of... yourself a loser? I did call myself a loser. I also called myself a winner because he messed up that last possession. Um, but the game everyone's talking about, Celtics-Nets, obviously the Celtics leading for most of the game, went up by a ton and then let the Nets come back. Um, and then... Kyrie goes down, dribbles into a double team, forces a bad shot from Durant. And then, of course, the buzzer beater by Tatum. This is exactly what I want the Celtics team to do, man. This is what I've been expecting. The, each one of these guys in the past year, couple of years, has been so frustrating because they'll each make the same dumb mistakes over and over, and they didn't this time. Marcus Smart gets the ball at three, and he's double covered. You expect him to pull up and take that shot. He always does, like... He loves to heat check himself, and he loves to be the big guy in the big moment. Um, so when he made that pass, that was like the culmination of three years of what I've been saying about this team is that they need to get more mature and, and need to develop more and that they should be doing the things that they did that game. Um, they shut down Durant. Kyrie obviously went off. But um, it was an incredible game. I was listening on – I watched the first half and then listened to the uh, second half on the radio – so, um, yeah, I mean, I was really happy with it. I, I think it's going to be a hell of a series. I got the Celtics in six, um, but I, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised to go seven. I mean, this, is, this game right now we're watching is super entertaining as well. So, um, great product, and, yeah, happy, happy the Celtics won. And that last sequence was just beautiful. Tucker, what did you think of the game? Oh, my God. I live alone, and I screamed in my house. Like, uh, not even on the shot, but on the pass is when I screamed. Like, I was like, oh, my God. As soon as I saw the pass, I was just so – because, again, like you said, it just shows Marcus Smart's growth as a player that one year ago he played a selfish ball in that situation. This year he immediately knows what – like, he looks for the pass right there, which I just loved. Cam? I mean – this whole game, though. Oh. Go ahead, Tuck. Go ahead. Thought you were done. Yeah, the whole game was just incredible back and forth. It fell over when the Nets 
came back from 15 down to take the lead. You were like, oh, no, what's going on? Like, is it over? They crumbled. But they came back. They were resilient. Like, when the moment when we needed the most, they showed up. And Jason Tatum's a superstar. Marcus Smart, that last series, right before that, is the series that I want to talk about where there was just perfect defense played. Because that was perfect defense. They knew who wanted to take that shot, and they guarded them perfectly and didn't let anything in. It was perfect. Uh, Dylan, what you, you said not a big NBA guy, but you watched last game. What did you think? Um, I, I think... <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I think uh, that I was surprised at the level of defense um, by the Celtics, honestly. Um, and I think it's sad that we're uh, con- like, <coughs> excuse me, that we're like uh, saying good things about Marcus Mart for you know making the right play, which. Anybody should make that play. Um, but, you know, th- that's the thing when I was watching. is like, obviously, it was it, it's professional sport, but going from watching the NCAA tournament and the way, you know, teams dissect uh, defenses and, you know, always making smart decisions on the, on the court to then watching NBA, even in the playoffs, um, it's like I want to reach into the TV and and just like slap these people in the face for like why why are you thinking and doing things like this? Um, so, but I don't know if that's just like the NBA. I think that's just how it's played. But it's just crazy to me because I feel like teams could be better. So I don't know. Dill, I'm so against you on this. Just in the fact that my biggest takeaway was like I love watching college basketball for the mayhem. But the level of play in NBA versus college basketball is night and day. This is a what? different level of basketball. Like, it's just so apparent with every move, every single play is just a higher level of sport. Well, I'm saying, so, yes. Like it's, I mean, I, it's, it's the skill is off the charts. I'm just saying the, it's the, I don't know. It just it seems to me like the mental mistakes are just so much more apparent in watching even a playoff game. That's just me, though. Um, Cam, did you watch Celtics? God. Yeah, I watched bits and pieces. I actually didn't catch the end. Um, I was at Easter dinner, and Al, former guest of the year, uh, wouldn't let me change the channel to basketball. So <laughs> couldn't do that. But I did watch uh, the highlights. And I disagree with you, Dylan, when you said you were surprised that they played such good defense. Um one, they have the defense player of the year. Two, your strategy against the Nets is literally play defense because they don't. Like, they just play defense against them, shut either Kyrie or KD down, which he did to KD. He scored 23, but he didn't make most of his shots. And the rest will just come to you. Um, so, yeah, I didn't watch most of the game. I can't analyze it too, too much. But from what I did see... Uh, looked like they just played team ball a little bit better. Also, having to watch the game tonight because I can't get it on my TV. But good for the Celtics. I mean, I think the Nets to win, but I also 
uh, said earlier in the year before the playoffs that the Celtics are a wagon. I'm not a Kyrie fan. I do like KD. I respect KD. Um, but the Nets should never win a ship. And I, I mean, I hope the Celtics win for that sake. Um, so let's get into the undercurrent of this game, which was Kyrie uh, just making an absolute ass of himself. I loved it. Now, you could say, like, that Boston isn't in his head that he's not rattled because he played well. And that's fair. That's that's fair to say. But you can't say that Boston isn't, like, under his skin. He was flipping off the crowd. He said S-my-D to a dude. He is all sorts of confused. He said two, two days before the series started, he said, I'm not going to let the fans like dictate this game. Like I, it's all, it's all good fun. Like I'm not, I'm not going to worry about them. I'll focus on the game. And then he's like, after that game, I'm just going to give them the same energy. Like they're giving me negative energy. I'm going to give the same thing. Pick a side. Stop being a coward. I hate this dude. I think it's awesome that he's such a prick because it's just the perfect villain and you can't ask for anything better. I don't remember a guy in Boston being hated this much in a long time. Um, even like A-Rod, I don't think he's hated this much. Huh? Derek Jeter didn't get this. Game. I don't think Derek Jeter was hated because he was a class act. I'd say like A Rod maybe was close, um, but but this guy just the way like I watched an I watched a video the other day of like just his breakdown from when he got here to the point that he left, and it was such a he's such a fraud. He's such a he's such a fake smart guy, and he he's it's just funny how rattled he gets. Like this game, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't. Like been looking at the crowd, they haven't been flipping off anybody, and they've been on him in this game too. That's how you gotta handle it as a professional. Just and and even if he wants to like bow after he makes a big shot or holds up the choke face or something like that, to but don't go at fans like that. That's so weak. That shows that we're getting to you. It's exactly the thing you don't do. You don't make the cry baby face. You know you don't do that stuff. You he's just he's just the worst, and it's almost. I almost love him for it. I hate him. I actually would not care if he, I'm not going to say that. Um, I hate him, but it's awesome to have a villain. And I, I just think that he, he's handling this the exact wrong way. He's a tool. I dislike him. I loved seeing how upset he was after that game. Uh, Tuck. No. So I loved it too, but I kind of like Kyrie playing into it. now. like, I, cause I hate Kyrie, and I like that Kyrie hates back. Like if Kyrie like tried to be like, oh, I'm the bigger person, like or like he called racism last time. Well, that's that. the He's thing, Tucker. He does do that. He says I'm the bigger person, and he calls racism, and then he and then he wants to play this card. So he has to pick a side. If he played the the, the just the villain role the whole way, and not the oh, I'm 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 an innocent victim role, then I'd be fine with that. But he's no, playing I both like sides. I like that he played all that in the past. Oh, no, I hate that. I think he's a like, If he was just like a guy being a villain, I'd probably end up liking him for it. Like, if I'm being honest, like if Kyrie was just like flipping off the crowd and like never did anything to be the villain, but just was, I'd like him for it. But the fact that I have this hate for him in my heart, plus all this, just makes my hatred like that much better, which I love. Dylan? Um, yeah, so I I don't respect him really because I think you just have to you have to not be you know engulfed in the drama, and I think he played into it whenever he was on the Celtics was it two years ago or was it last year halfway through the season last year 
Two years ago. You God, left. I don't remember. Um, all I all I know is just everything on Twitter. So, um, I think you know the things he said after the game not great. I think he played obviously in game one um, well because he you know he dropped thirty nine, um, but uh, I don't know. I just anytime a player makes himself bigger than the game that he's playing or makes the um, lives into the hype, even if it's people yelling and screaming at you, um, you can turn it around by not playing into it. Um, I respect his, I guess, his uh, post-game message a little bit. Um, I would respect it if he uh, didn't say two days earlier the exact opposite of what he said. He's such a pussy. I hate him. <laughs> but that, that, yeah, that's the thing. It's like you can't, you can't flip-flop, too. So, I, I don't know. It's hard, hard because, I don't know. He's saying one thing, and then the next day he says something else. So, what are you supposed to believe? And, uh, that's always shitty. So, I'm just not a huge fan. Uh, I hope Celtics beat him. He's pretty annoying. Be a real shame if he tore his ACL and never played basketball again. Uh, Cam. So here's my Kyrie thing. I think he he started this um, before he went to the Celtics. He wasn't really known, at least by my stance. He wasn't known for being like that hated guy. Um, but after he left the Celtics and then the Celtics, he obviously left some bad blood with the fans. Um, I think he, he did start it. He made, you know, he made his bed and he's been laying it. And he, I think there's nothing else he could do, but either shut up, don't do anything to begin with. Obviously he didn't go that road. So he kind of had to just play into the villain card. And I think I don't respect but I respect him more that he stuck to the villain thing. I didn't hear the, the what was it, press conference like two weeks ago? It was it was three saying? days before the uh, three days before the, the series started or something like that. And what did he say? He said, I'm not going to give the crowd like any thought like that. I know how it's going to be like, I'm just going to focus on the game. I'm not at all going to acknowledge it. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. He lied. He did. The, he said the exact opposite of what he did. Right. OK. So I think if you're going to say that, you know, stick to it. Obviously, you're right in a sense, right? That they got in his head, 100%. They, 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 they got in his head. I just think they got in his head, and he took it. He could take it one of two ways, whether, oh, my God, the crowd noise, I can't do this, and he dropped 10 points. And I think he took it the other way. You're right. He thought because he scored 30, because he scored 39, that after the game he could keep yelling profanities and during the game you could flip them off I'm balling out like F you guys and then they lose and I think now is when okay if I lose another game that's when he's gonna he's just gonna go downhill I don't know is he in the game yet again yeah he's playing he's 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 not been bad but he's not been good he's just kind of been a, been a role player which I think is what you know sometimes right. you need to be like I think so you you said that he did ball out. I'm not going to deny that he played well, and I did think it helped fuel him. But like I said, I think he tried to force some stuff. And I t- as much as they played good defense on that last possession, he should have given that ball up ten seconds earlier than he did. You know, he he drove into one dribble double team. Yeah, backpedal. Yeah, and then drove into another double right. team. So like, and that's, that's where the that's, that's where the getting I'm in your head thing comes in. 
yep, that's where the fans got in his head, where, oh, if I do this on him, then it'll shut him up, and he tried to do too much. And, you know, I don't know if that's going to work every single game, but they're definitely in his head. It's just a matter of how he's going to take it right now. He's taking it as in, I'm going to ball out, but that might not be the best answer for actually winning the game. I'll tell you right now, I think KD sat him down. I think KD sat him down after the game was like, bro, you got to settle down. Just play your game. Like, get involved with the team. Like, you don't have to do everything. Like, I know it's a pain in the ass, but just don't listen to them and play your game. And I think that's what's going on right now in this game. Well, here's my thing is, if I'm Steve Nash, I get it. You want to win the series. You want to win the game. I'm not going to sit Kyrie. But as far as I know, Steve Nash ever that guy. That would be a disaster. I don't know why he's not lighting him up. That would be a disaster. If he sat him at the end of that game, that would be, that would ruin No, no, no. I don't think you should sit him. I'm not saying that. I'm saying after the game, win or lose, just get in his ear and be like, that's not helping everyone else around you. I don't think, (laughs) I don't think Kyrie has a lot of respect for head coaches, whoever they are. I'm sure. um, Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Debo Samuel obviously wants out. We talked about it. Where do you think he's going to go? I said the Jets. My reason I'm picking the Jets is because they have had interest and they have two top 10 picks. I'm not saying they're going to give up both. I think that'd be very stupid to do that. I could see them sending number 10 and then a package of a second round pick, maybe a player. Um, I think, um, I think that they're just in a position where they can get rid of that first round pick. Like if you're the Patriots and you're offering a, a first round pick, it's not till what, 21. So it's not, it's extreme difference in value. So my, the Jets is my pick. Um, yeah, Cam, we can, we can touch on the heat right after we just cover this. Cause we already started it. Uh, Tucker, where do you think he's going? Um, I like the Colts. I think that's the best landing spot for him. I mean, you got a, Solid cube, veteran QB and Matt Ryan over there that everyone likes. You know, Carson Wentz is a little bit more, you know. Didn't you say Matt Ryan stinks last, like, two weeks ago? Yeah, but he has, like, a positive reputation. I don't think anyone in the NFL is like, I won't play with Matt Ryan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus Carson Wentz does have that reputation that people would say, I won't play with him. Do I think he's a better quarterback? Yes. But that's besides the point. Um... And they need a wide receiver one. I think he'd fit well in with the offense. And him being like, look, I could maybe run the ball sometimes too as like Jonathan Taylor's backup and get to play behind that old line would be awesome. Cam, where's your pick? So Tucker said Colts, that's probably my number one, but no longer because I'm not going to be a copycat. I'm going with a crazy one. But if you think about it a little bit, it could be dangerous. I'm going with the Browns. The Browns, maybe they include Baker in this trade. Probably not. San Francisco seems pretty good on quarterbacks right now. But Deshaun going there, the Browns getting rid of Jarvis, bringing in Amari, sure, but who else do they have? Um, And they have a ton of cap. So I think the Browns would be a great spot for them. O-line's good, just like they were in San Francisco. Uh, new quarterback with Deshaun is obviously proven good running game. Uh, San Francisco had like a three-headed beast kind of running game for the past couple of years. Um, I could see him going there and just having him and Amari line up, you know, uh, opposite sides of the field and being problems for the teams. Dylan, you got a pick? 
Um, I think he needs to go somewhere with. An, I think they're. <coughs> he would like to go somewhere with an established QB. Um, the thing is, is he's going to have to be traded, right? So yeah, yeah, he's uh, not going to have any say where he goes. Right. So, you know, who's going to have something to offer? I think. Um, I don't. I don't think. Uh, San Francisco wants another QB. I don't think they want defense. I think they want more offense. Um, you know, maybe there's some sort of uh, trade for some like you know wide receiver threes and running maybe a running back out there. It's hard to say. Um, they, what's a team that's like kind of on the downhill right now that's, that's maybe still has some weapons? That's that's the thing. Um, Browns. Yeah, well, maybe Browns that, that Watson, makes sense. So I wouldn't say they're on the downturn. Browns, Brown, but Browns makes sense. You could you could ship out uh, wide receiver. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know names of people, but <clears throat> that's my thinking. Some some team that's you know knows that they're kind of not going to win. Maybe on a little bit of a down spell. Um, so that's my thought. Boys, we're going to get a live finish to the Celtics game during the pod, and it could be electric because it's tied with eight minutes left. Um, all right, Cam, go into the heat. Sorry, I skipped your team. Go ahead. Jimmy Buckets, balling. Sorry, you cut out. I said, sorry, we skipped your team. Jimmy Buckets is balling. Go into the heat. Yeah, so I'll touch on it quick. I was, um, I was a little bit of a trade pessimist going in, saying the heat, I don't think they have it this year. I watched them live. They didn't look anything special. Playoff heat are a different story. I don't know what it is about this team in the playoffs, whether they have LeBron, D-Wade, Shaq, or Jimmy Butler, um, they ball out. And I watched the first two games, more so uh, yesterday's game. I watched almost all of it. And they're they're, they're a very interesting team. I've said this before. They don't really have a superstar. Obviously, Jimmy, 45 and no turnovers yesterday is insane. But then, bam, do that on a different night. Or Tyler Hero does it on a different night. Or Duncan Robinson goes for 27 first night. So I think they have a lot of different people that can all be a star on any given night. And then everyone else just kind of plays team ball. After the stint where there's the argument with Spolstra on the sideline, they went on a little bit of down streak, and that's kind of where I you know, fell off the heat wagon a little bit more. I think they're right back to where uh, they were when they were playing in their prime this year. And I think they could be very dangerous. I'm excited for the heat. I think they are going to come out of the East. And hopefully they don't have to play the Warriors or the Suns, but I doubt that's going to happen. Um, so I'll say that I thought the Heat were dead based on that argument. When I saw that, I was like, "Oh no, this team, this team's on the downswing." But obviously, you know that stuff happens in the NBA all the time, so you can't really take it into account. Dylan and Tucker, you got anything on the Heat? I haven't, I haven't watched any of it, so I won't touch too much on it. Uh, I haven't watched much, but I heard Jimmy Butler popped off. And how can you not love that? I mean, I like Jimmy. He's just one of, again, he's a passion guy. He's a guy that's got a love of the game, just plays hard, and that's all you need from a, your best player. You guys ever seen uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force? It's a cartoon on Adult Swim with a fry, with a, with a. Yeah, I've seen it once or twice. He looks like the giant set of fries. Look, look it up. He looks exactly like him. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, um, another last thing with the heat is. Um, Jalen Brown's going crazy right I've noticed, now. I've noticed when watching them that 
like Jimmy Butler last night, I watched the whole game. If you told me he had four, like, if I didn't look at the stats and you asked me how many points he had, maybe I would have said like 30. Everyone on that team is like sneaky scory and they just play very together and I'm loving it. Um, yeah, that's all. The Nets are falling apart right now. This is incredible. Um, Dylan, you got anything on the Heat at all? Nothing. Um, all right. USFL, anybody watch? Because um, I heard it was a huge disaster. Winner me. I heard they couldn't get anybody in the uh, in the stadiums outside of the opening game. Um, I heard the product was bad. They had the coaches mic'd up, and the whole time they were uh, interfering with the broadcast. They didn't turn their mics off during the broadcast. It was a little ridiculous. I did see the drone cam on the kick. That was pretty cool. But other than that, I heard it was a disaster. Like I said, this league will be folded in two months. Mark my words. Tucker, did you watch USFL? I did. Um, there was some good game. Honestly, like, there was some good football that was played. I didn't mind it. Um, I like anything that's a change of pace. Like the coaches talking and all that. It's fun. Um, but, you know, it's. I think there's definitely a lot of things that they got to fix. And I think it just takes time. Cam, did you watch? Yeah, I put in the chat that I watched like a very small amount and I hated it. I was big on the USFL. I think they, they will get better. I think it's still going to be, it's going to be okay. But there's a lot of kinks they can work out. Um, Tucker, you mentioned the penalties. A lot of people are just not good at football. Um, well, also like they yeah. had two weeks or something to play together. Huh? Like no, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying that. 100%. No, I, I agree. I just think for, for week one, it was, it was tough to watch and I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up on it by any means. I'm just saying from, from the first week stance, um, I didn't enjoy it at all. I think that the players, it's really tough when you don't know them. Um, Perez kid was pretty good, ended up losing that game anyway. So I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, generals are 0-1, so I'm off to a bad start. I'm a Generals fan as well. Um, Tucker, no Blake Bortles, huh? That's a loser. No Blake Bortles, apparently. Uh, Dylan, did you have anything to say on the USFL? Um, no. I, I Like you guys said, I think... I was expecting <laughs> expect it to be a little bit better, I guess. And most things I heard was that it was pretty crappy. Um, I don't know. It's like minor league football, right? And you could, there's barely even enough players to field below minor enough teams football. for the NFL. So <clears throat> it's below the practice squad of the NFL, right? Exactly. So, um, um, I don't know. I think that it, it, is the XFL a thing? No, defunct, dead. So I, I think the, the USFL could have um, some importance if the NFL can test out rules there. I think that's what they, they're trying to do. Um, kind of like a Petri dish. Uh, so I, I'm all on board for that. If they can keep it rolling to be able to do that. I know the major leagues, baseball has as a league. I, I forget the, it might be the Can-Am League um, that does that. I, I forget the exact name, but um, it's on TV. So, I mean, there's going to be some people watching it. 
They need so to. It might, it might survive this year. The NFL needs to buy out one of these leagues and just have like guys that are practice squad or right below practice squad from teams play and like wear a patch of the team that they play for, and then you have a rooting interest to watch. Like you want to watch your prospect that's like a you know a middler prospect that could maybe turn into something if he gets more practice, and uh, you'll be able to watch him and it'll say like, oh, this is Mike. Smith signed by the Patriots to a futures contract, something like that. So I think that'd be cool, but I just don't that's see that. Actually, that's actually a really good idea. The only thing is, um, like, how much effort do practice squad players put in during the regular season of NFL? Like, are their bodies going to be able to handle actually playing? That's part of it. you got to figure, figure that out. Season that's part of it. Um, all right. Last thing I want to cover next week, we've got the NFL draft. We've got the third annual Ways to Takes mock draft coming at you. Haven't done any research yet. I will say this draft class has underwhelmed me. I don't know anything about it. It doesn't seem that interesting. Um, I know there's some good defensive guys, uh, some good wide receivers. Um, but um, just right now, we're going to decide the order. How do we do this? How did we decide it last year? Does anybody remember? We picked I think numbers, we just right? Want it to. Okay, well let's let's pick random numbers. Um, I think I think we picked. So like I'm a Giants fan. I got the Giants pick. Someone picked the Patriots, and then we just went in order from there. Okay, Cam, do you want the Giants pick again? What numbers that? What numbers are those? Well, they have five and seven, so it doesn't matter. All right, let's just <laughs> let's just mix it up here. Let's. Should we go? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, all right, Dylan, pick a number from 1 to 10. 6. Okay, Tucker, pick a number from 1 to 10. 7. Cam? 2. Okay, so Dylan was closest. It was 5. So he, Dylan was closest. Then Tucker and Cam were what, tied? <laughs> no. No. Then Tucker, then Cam. You're correct. Um, and then I guess I'll just take the last number. So, Dylan, do you want to pick first, second, third, or fourth? First. Uh, Tucker? Second. Gamp? Well, I got to go third because that's the giant seven pick. All right. There we go. Um, all right. MLB. Cam, you got anything on the MLB? Um, yeah, I didn't know if we were going to touch on it. Just... Yankees Red Sox thing we took two one that might have been last week's conversation. That was last week. That was last week's conversation. Okay. Um, the, uh, I don't know. Everyone's looking kind of mediocre in the AL East right now. Um, Yankees got a big coaching problem for sure. Uh, it's been pretty pretty visible just in terms of putting people in the lineup. Even I've been watching more Yankees than I have in past seasons, and Boone definitely seems to be in a you know, doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, other than that, I, I think we're doing probably where we thought we were going to be. Red Sox, I think, are in the same kind of position. Yeah. So not not too much. I don't see a, a standout team. Dodgers are going to be really good again. I think I picked them to win the series. I just hope we make the playoffs at this point. Um, Judge is having a good season. Hope he stays. Garrett Cole uh, is really bad. Also, oh, oh. Um, what's his name? Nestor, our pitcher. 
I don't know if you if you know who Nestor Cortez is. I've heard of him. The pitcher on the Yankees, he's got a mustache. Yankees allow mustaches. Uh, he's having an unbelievable year so far, and obviously it's only been a couple of games, but still, he's the same grade. He's that guy. Yeah, that's all. Garrett Cole is terrible, Cam. Like, actually horrible. He went, like, what? One and and two-thirds last night? No comment? All right. Uh, Dale, you got any MLB thoughts? Um, I think, uh, yeah, shaping out the way I expected. Um, I mean, the AL East is what it's going to be. Um, Sox are looking okay. Yankees are looking okay. Toronto's looking okay. Each team has their own faults. I think it's, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of cool because each team is good at, very good at one thing and the other two teams are very bad at that thing. But then one of them that's bad really good at one thing that the other two are really bad at so um there's just like that's gonna be exciting there i think um the tampa bay i'm i'm out on tampa bay i think they're gonna suck this year um they lost guys they didn't get anything their field sucks uh so i i I don't i'm not high on tampa bay anymore i think that ship has kind of sailed um outside of the al east uh, again, watch out for the White Sox. Um, I think the uh, Guardians Indians are going to be um, sleepers as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I th- it's, it's shaping up. I mean, we're now uh, almost a tenth through the season already. Tucker, you got anything on the MLB? Um, yeah. My, I mean, I think the Sox are off to a decent start. Not crazy good, not bad. But uh, I just – actually, no, I have nothing on the LB. It's too early. It's too early. It's NBA playoff. That's my thoughts. I don't have anything on it. Um, all right, list, guys. Appetizers. Let's get right into it. My number five is going to be wings. Um, wings, obviously, very, very good. Um, love me some wings. I don't see wings as an appetizer. If I get wings, I'm getting it as my meal. You know, I'm getting more than, you know, more than six and I'm, I'm going, going at those for my meal. Um, so I, 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 you know, it's all right as an appetizer, especially with pizza. It's a great appetizer for pizza, but in in my mind, it's just more of a meal to me. So that's why I'm putting in number five. Tucker. My number five is calamari underrated one but it's one where I, when i see it i get it it's just it's a one that you always know is good the whole table is gonna like it calamari easy number five cam my number five and trey i left wings off because of what you said i think it's more of a meal if i'm gonna get wings i'm not splitting those because i'll take too many people get mad so that's gonna be a meal for me i almost put it as an appetizer but couldn't do it um I'm going with mozzarella sticks. A lot of people might have it higher up. Maybe they don't have it on the list. I don't know. I love mozzarella sticks. I'm not a marinara fan. Oh, so that's brutal. You can't dry dog a mozzarella stick. Yeah, dry mozzarella stick. It's coming in at number five, though, because if they're there, I'll definitely eat them. Don't order them usually, but not a big – there's not a lot of appetizers. Um, I usually order the same thing, is what I'm trying to say. 
So mozzarella sticks, love a good fried cheese. Um, no marinara, so they're coming in number five. Dill? Five. <clears throat> uh, number five for me, I'm keeping it simple, something classy, from garden salad. Garden salad, number five. Oh. Get it with a Get it with a lot of your meals. Uh, it comes with the meal, especially if you get a dinner at uh, Patrick's Pub. Uh, shout out. Um, oh, hey. So I like a good salad. You know, it starts the meal off right. Uh, definitely get the house dressing. I don't care what it is. Always got to go to the house. Uh, pleasantly surprised with whatever it is. Uh, like the raw onion on top. Always good for me. A lot of people hate it, but salad, yeah, number five. All right, my number four, I'm going to fall suit with Tucker here. I'm going calamari. Now, I don't agree that it's always going to be good. Um, I think it can be either be done perfectly and it's really, really good or done poorly and it's not good at all. Um, I do love a good calamari. I remember getting a Dakota back in the day and it was pretty, pretty darn good. I don't, I like, I, I, I might be in the minority. I like the ones with the tentacles more than the just the ring calamari. I, I like the little bit of weirdness to it. I don't know. I like the tentacles. Yep. Yeah, I, yep. I, there's something there's something different there. The way the, the crunch hangs off the tentacles um, is a little more elite than just your straight up ring. So uh, I'm going calamari number four. Like I said, I think it can be done really well or really poorly. Uh, talk. Uh, number four, I'm falling with Cam with the mozzarella sticks. Classic number one. I mean, classic pick. I also would like to throw mozzarella bites into that category. When you get the little bites of mozzarella, oh, wow. them at the Heritage back in the day with garlic in them, and they were incredible. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Cam. Yep. I would like to first say that I have an audible mention. I didn't put it on here because I wouldn't consider it an appetizer, but it's bread and butter. Um, yeah, I, I thought about stuff like that, and I, I couldn't put yep. it there. Yeah, usually free, uh, but... I'm a big bread and butter, butter guy. you got to be careful not to eat too many because they do fill you up. Been there, done that. Don't get to finish my meal. Regret it later, but in the moment, it's just so good. My number four, following the soup doing almost the same. I'm going Caesar salad specifically. Um, big Caesar salad guy. Usually when you order it as a side to your meal, they bring it out first. So I would consider it an appetizer, especially at Chili's. If you get the, uh, I think it's called the meal for two or something, something of the sort. Um, they bring the salad out first. So if you consider it an appetizer, Caesar salad, um, always a go-to. Um, Dylan? <clears throat> I'm on number four. Right? Number four for me, ooh, this is tough. Um, I think I, uh, yeah, okay. Number four for me, I'm going chips and salsa. Uh, chips and salsa. It's also another just like uh, kind of milk toast, but it's perfect at the beginning of a meal wherever you're at. Um, sometimes, sometimes you get uh, some cheese on the side with that little th to dunk it in, and that's always uh, always good. Um, so yeah, just some normal chips and salsa. Corn chips. I thought about doing that, and I kind of put that in the same category as bread, chips and salsa. But, um, all right. Oh, I can take it off. I'm taking it off. I'll pull an audible, taking it off. Number four, slipping in uh, calamari. You don't have um, to take it off. Like, like you, I'm taking it off. I'm taking it off. It's final. Um, calamari, uh, like Trey said, I'm a, I like the tentacles. Tentacle guy is good. Linnea likes the O's. 
Um, those are great. I mean, the one thing about calamari is I think you can deep fry rubber hose and it was, it tastes the same. <laughs> um, and so that's the only flack, but, um, really fresh calamari. Like if you go to Mazio's Pittsfield, they have really fresh calamari and it's like, it's not too, too fried either. Um, but for whatever reason, the squid tastes good there. So calamari number four chips and salsa is out. Uh, yeah, calamari. Sliding in. Well, I was going to say that I'm going to do a little variant on chips and salsa. My number three, I'm going nachos. Big plate of nachos for the crew is is a good move. Um, not going to fill you up on that if you have enough people. Um, I myself don't like a lot of works on my nachos. You know, I like chili, cheese, and like, you know, a little bit of salsa or something on there. But I don't like to go crazy like guac or anything like that. So that's why it's coming at number three for me. But it's a solid one. Um, the Heritage nachos were always really good. I don't know if you're making them with Patrick's. I hope you are. Some some <laughs> variant. But um, not, nacho is my number three. Cam? I mean, Tucker? Sorry. Um, my number three, I'm going to give myself a shout-out. 101 Restaurant and Bar. Hush Puppies. I have never had Hush Puppies before 101. And now, anytime I go out and I will... And this is a promise going forward in my life. Anytime I see hush puppies on a menu, I'm guaranteeing I'm ordering them. They're awesome. They're little cornmeal dough balls that are just delicious. They're perfect app size, too. Like, they're not ones that will fill you up too much. It's just the perfect size for an app where I can't, I can have it, I can eat a whole thing, and then I can have a meal. Cameron. Number three, I'm going with Bang Bang Shrimp, also called Bang and Shrimp or Sunkissed Shrimp. It's the uh, shrimp that's fried and it's got this uh, kind of sweet, spicy sauce on it. Um, don't know if you guys have had it, but I've had it multiple times in multiple different places, so I assume that they sell it, you know, around the world. Um, it comes with boom boom sauce. Yes, that's the sauce. Um, love Bang and Shrimp, uh, Bang Bang Shrimp. I will, I will get it. You like if it's on the menu? If it's, if it's on the menu, I will almost always get it. But uh, yeah, number three. Uh, Dylan. Um, number three for me. Number three for me. Um. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Trey here as well. I'm going nachos. Um, I I I pushed aside chips and salsa because I didn't want to have that and nachos on the list. So yeah, nachos sliding in. I I really you know I really don't care about my nacho. My nacho can have chicken on it. Can not have chicken on it. Can have beef on it. It can have steak on it. I don't care what type of cheese. Put jalapenos if you want. Um, the only thing that I would prefer them not have is olives, but I'll still eat it. Um, really can't go wrong with a plate of nachos anywhere. Uh, best nacho shout out is when Chili's does nachos. Chili's has like some, I don't know, uh, promotion where they do like a, a specific type of nacho. It's fantastic. Wait, no, not Chili's. Um, Abby's. 99. Uh. 99, it does it. All right, my number two, before I get my number two, honorable mention of pretzel. Throwing a pretzel in there. Kind of forgot about that one. Probably would have made my list. Um, 
But my number two is a little bit of a niche one, only at like Asian places, dumplings. If you guys haven't had the deep fried dumplings, the fried dumplings at, uh, at Jay's or like places like that, they're elite. I got dumplings at a, a uh, really fancy meal I went to last month in Disney. Um, nothing better than dumpling, you know, it's got some meat on the inside, some spices, a little bit of vegetables, great dipping sauces. You can get them, you know, the soft dumplings or the fried ones. They're always good. Um, so it's coming in number two. It's a little niche, but I love dumplings. I rarely get appetizers because I'm not a huge appetite guy. Like I just like my meal. But if I'm at an Asian place, I'm getting dumplings because they're elite. Uh, dumplings number two. Tucker? Number two for me, I have chips and dip. I did not specify the dip for a reason. There's too many good dips. Um, you can put that with hot wing dip, you can put it with a queso dip, you can put it with a guacamole dip. There's just so many good dips, and it's an ultimate appetizer. It's my go-to, like, you know, Super Bowl appetizer, those types of things. It's the perfect app. Cameron. Number two, I got clam chowder. Now, clam chowder's... A thing that if it's on the menu, Tucker, you mentioned this, I am ordering. Um, only place that I wouldn't do that is kind of like chain places. For example, Red Lobster, I did actually order it. It wasn't great, so I probably won't do that anymore. But even down here, I've had some really good clam chowder. Obviously, up in the Northeast, it's a lot better. Um, I actually don't like the potatoes in clam chowder. Oh, So, bad. sue me. Sorry. But... I will, uh, I'll still eat around it. I don't care. It's one of those foods that I will go to bat for and pick around my food just to have it because I like it that much. Dylan. Uh, number two for me, sort of following soup with Cam. We're going to soup, just any soup. Um, like Trey said, um, a bit of a niche one. I'd probably put at the top though, um, wonton soup. Wonton soup coming in before your main course, uh, Chinese, uh, is, is something else. The dumplings, uh, nice and steamed or whatever. Uh, don't care if they got meat in them, in them. Don't care if it's just vegetables, anything. Um, dumpling soup, chicken noodle, uh, clam chowder, corn chowder, all of it. Uh, soup number two. Um, okay, my number one is going to be potato skins. I love me some potato skins. I would get them at the Heritage whenever I was working before I got like my main course. Um, potato skins, cheese, bacon in there. It's like a, it's like a loaded bacon fry, you know, it's, it's just a, on the convenience of a skin. Um, potato skins are elite. The chips they make are, are good. Potato skin, like chips, whatever those things are, those are good. Um, but potato skins, they do it for me. You get the bacon, you get the potato, like nothing better than like a baked potato on the side. And when you can just have like a miniature version of that, uh, can't really beat that in my opinion. So potato skins are my number one appetizer. Uh, Tucker. Number one on my list, shout out to another one of my restaurants is wings. Wings is the number one appetizer. There's no debate. Um, I understand your thoughts on too much. I'm I'm a big proponent of I want two or three wings. I don't like to get a full order of wings. I just want a couple to pick on. That's just the way I am. It's the way I always will be. And so wings is the perfect app for me because it's small. 
Cameron. Number one, none of you had it. I don't think Dylan's going to have it. I'm going fish dip. Now, fish dip is something that I didn't have until a couple of years ago. Didn't think I would like it. Don't really like anything in it besides the actual fish. Turns out, I love it. Um, I'll order it everywhere I go. We go to a place for trivia night uh, every Monday. And I get fish dip for an appetizer every single time. Um, I need it with lemon sprinkled on top. And then uh, eat it with some celery or pita bread. That's my go-to. Also, we'll accept carrots or cucumber. But that's a secondary uh, fish dip number one. Easy. Dylan? Uh, yeah, number one for me. So surprising. And I'm also going fish dip. Uh, I don't know what the hell a fish dip is, Cam. So yes, what the heck is that? Um, sounds gross. Uh, number one is obviously, like Tuck said, it's wings. I don't know why you two, Cam and Trey, do not like chicken wings as your number one app. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm, I almost want to say boneless wings, but I'm a grown ass man and I don't want to put. Uh, chicken fingers as my number one. So just give me some meaty wings. I'm a drum guy, uh, not a flats guy, but I'll eat them. I can eat a flat with one bite, rip that uh, first bone out if you have to, and suck down the rest of the chicken meats. Um, give me hot buffalo. Give me some blue cheese. I do not want carrots, celery, or nothing. Um, wings, number one, not even close. All right, a contentious uh, edition of List Guides. Let's move on to the movie, War of the Worlds. Did not watch. Did not watch War of the Worlds. Missed Did it. Did not watch. Did oh, not that's... watch. Oh. Nobody watches my movies. Wait. Who lost the point? Who what? Uh, I think everybody watched Jackass. Yep. So nobody lost the point. Dylan? I didn't watch Jackass. Um, oh, yes. Okay. I watched War of the Worlds. Um... <laughs> This was a good movie. I'm glad everybody else enjoyed it. Um, Dylan, just give it a What movie of the It doesn't count. With one score, it's automatically disqualified. No, I will say, I think it came out in 2005. Around then. I think it was 2005. Um, Did not age well in terms of the cinematics. Like, I remember watching this as, like, a, a kid and being like, oh, wow, uh, like, this is kind of crazy. Like, look at what's going on. This, uh, the next thing, everything looks so cool. Um, d- didn't really age very well. Uh, there's some movies that age well. This one did not. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Tom Cruise, you know, it's a typical Tom Cruise movie. I think the plot was kind of cool. Aliens um, come down uh, enlightening and... They have some ships that are stored in the ground for billions of years, and they decide, oh, I'm going to take them. Uh, the ending didn't like the ending, uh, so all in all, I'm going to give it a score of 6.5. 6. 6.5? I have watched it. Six, I, saw, I, I think I saw six, it. Three. Oh, 6.3. I saw it years ago, probably in like 2007. Um, the thing is, is that the other thing is these types of like science fiction – um, exploded, you know, from like probably 2010 and onward. It, this was relatively new concept at the time. 
I mean, this, I mean, the, it's based on a book that was written in like 1892, but in terms of like, um, films, there weren't too, too many, um, high end budget films, you know, talking about aliens taking over the world. Um, but since then it's, it's exploded. So I, I think at the time it was, it was, you know, um, critically acclaimed more than it would be now. I've seen the plane crash set. I think Tucker, you saw it too, when we were in California, um, it's on yeah. Universal, but I actually think though it so they they made one in like the fifties, um, and then I think it's based on like a radio play. I think that's the original the original thing is like they 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 did the radio play on the radio and people thought it was real and like freaked out, like they were doing it on the radio and they're like aliens have attacked they have zapped the ground and there's big machines coming up and cities are and people thought it was real and panicked. <laughs> so, well, the the original the book was in eighteen. 18- Ninety or something. So maybe it was maybe first. maybe that was first. I don't know. But um, all right, Cam, Cam, I think. Yeah, Cam, your movie. My movie. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm going with a classic uh, comedy. I haven't seen in a very long time. Been meaning to. Going with Rush Hour, the first one. There's three. If you want to watch them all, I highly recommend it. Um, Chris Tucker, Jackie Chan, a lot of funny, funny moments. Um, some some jokes that maybe wouldn't be PC these days. Um, it's an older one, but still funny. It still gets me every time. I haven't seen it in a while, so want to watch that again. Rush Hour is the movie. Cam, I remember being in Nashville and all of us being in bad shape. And Rush Hour was on, and it was saving my life. I was watching it, and it was like, it was saving me. Do you remember yeah. that? It has, yeah, it has that impact on people, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was in a bad way. Um, all right, that's episode 120. Another milestone, another another round 10. 120. Um, next week, make sure to tune in. We'll have the big draft breakdown so we probably won't cover too many other things because that always takes a while um who were who cam i think you won last year the draft yeah i think i i think i've got a half point because i got the browns got it in a different round and that's what puts me uh put me over the edge um i i don't I think i had who, two though i don't remember who won the first year i think i had two and a half this year i think we all maybe got one the first year yeah, that might be right. Um, we do not have very good success on this show of picking the draft, but maybe I think the area. first year we every single one got our first one right, and then yep. nothing after that. Yeah, because the first the first four picks were pretty locked in, and then the rest of them we yeah. did not get. Um, so we will think- uh, we'll pick the draft next week, and hopefully we uh, come out on top this time. But that's our show. Check us out on our socials. Thanks for getting wasted with us, and we will see you for the draft next week. Bye. Bye.